atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues. This is the broadcast for April the 20th in the year of our Lord 2020. Hour 2 at 2 and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. And we got to make it very clear, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome, sir. Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. You're very welcome. Dr. Scott Bradley is with us. His goal to preserve the nation, freedomsrisingsun.com is his website. Welcome, sir. Thank you, and good morning to all. All right, I sent you guys a great article, and I want to talk about it a little bit. Kurt, it's Norwalk's Baber. Is that how you say his name? We're not asking for permission. We're opening, he says. Did you read this? Do you know who this guy is? I, I went through it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Kurt. Yeah, well, the, uh, you know, bottom line is, uh, in this case, it's a dragzine.com uh, article. Uh, dragzine's not something I typically It's get like to a drag read, racing but, magazine, uh, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, and in this case, uh, you know, basically, he's just saying, hey, here in Ohio, they've got the Summit Motorspark. Motorsports Park, uh, they call it uh, one of the most economically successful drag racing facilities in the nation. They were set to open their uh, 2020 racing schedule last weekend, April 11th. Um, tomorrow, they would have hosted a, uh, they say, they would have hosted a test and tune leading into its first points race. Instead, 23 of its 26 full-time staff have been laid off. 430 seasonal staff are halted, and its second-generation owner, Bill Bader Jr., is no longer providing himself a salary. Uh, he's a keen businessman who stays tuned to world events and politics, understanding the various and direct ways in which they affect his business and event planning, Bader's dazed by the decisions that are wrecking havoc on his raceway and the months of preparation that went into his uh, 2020 season. And now he says he's had enough. Yeah, he says uh, we've, we have a lot of people who we are responsible for. So when your Summit Motorsports Park when you do anything, you create an event, you produce a schedule, there's a hierarchy, there's an order, there are months and months involved in creating a schedule, creating a year, and now we're unraveling that, we're being asked to unwrap it. It's not as simple as moving things around, we serve a lot of masters. Uh, but he continued in a Facebook Live video uh, from his office confirming that he intends to open his racetrack with or without federal, state, or local government approval. In effect, he must in order to stay in business. Now, this is interesting because he talks specifically about his employees. How many employees lost their jobs? Did he have to lay off and everything? This is pretty significant, Kurt. Well, this yeah. Is one and business, one example, you know, right? 
He talks about 23 of their 26 full-time staff and 430 seasonal staff. Uh, you know, that's a pretty good chunk. And if you're a focus. seasonal guy, Kurt, you're depending on that money big time. Oh, yeah. Amen to that. Dr. Scott, what do you say to this? You know, it's interesting to me. Uh, I'm sure we could take the entire time on this. Um, uh, It's absolutely astounding to me uh, on so many levels. I did a a major mainstream media interview last Friday, and uh, it it had to do a lot with uh, destruction of constitutional rights, with the uh, planned... um, requirement that everyone receive a, a, the vaccine when it's available, a thing we don't even have any idea what it's going to be about, talked about. Well, in fact, I was asked outright by them, how do you think the media is handling this? And I said, horribly, absolutely horribly, with rare exceptions like you, Sam. But I didn't get to go into details. I, I said, well, people are, is, hold on, people are slaughtering me alive for my coverage of this thing. Even well, good patriot people are just eating me alive, Scott. Well, the the rabbits and the sheep are running scared, and, and sometimes they run off cliffs and all that kind of stuff. But here's the bottom line, and, and we've, as you well know, here in our home state of Utah, we've had a special session of, of the legislature in, and they had a bill that we put out last the end of last week, just before the session opened, a uh, about a 20-minute video that, that really went viral against what they were doing. And, and they were putting, they were ramrodding through a bill, a bill that was, uh, and, and, and the way they've pushed back on us is, we're trying to give you more freedom. You know, and they hearken back to a, a bill, uh, an emergency act that was passed back in, I think, 1953, when everybody figured atomic warfare was going to break out any minute and we were all going to be dead, and we needed to have the health department in charge of everything. And, and, and that bill, purportedly, gives the health department the authority to shut down everything. And, and they're saying, in this bill, we're going to transfer that authority to an elected official, like a mayor or a city council or a county council or a governor, for example. But, but so you're going to have more protections. And, and here's the reality of it. The executive, whoever it was, or the elected official, has always been in consultation with the health department, but they've collaborated and, and bowed to the bureaucrats in the health department. Well, maybe not even bowed. They've worshipped them. Well, I guess that's bowing. Anyway, the point of the matter is that here's the deal. They think that it's okay to suspend individual, God-given, constitutionally protected rights if an elected official does it, but not a bureaucrat. And I got news for everybody. It's wrong on every level. It's wrong on every level. There's no clause in any constitution, and, and I've been thoroughly reviewing many, but the fact of the matter is there's none that says, oh, 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 unless somebody gets sick. You know, we as a nation, it didn't take atomic warfare. It didn't take an invasion from a foreign power or sort. We have allowed elected officials and unelected officials, actually, to completely bring this nation to its knees. Now, if we're on our knees before God and we are supplicating for relief and becoming more faithful, more true and devoted, well, maybe it'll come up to a good thing. But honestly, what has happened in this country and around the world, literally, has been a complete takeover by those that wish to implement tyranny. And 
I was just reading a, a uh, uh, well, there was a whole number of very, very credible, uh, knowledgeable studies that have been done and are, have been completed very recently that indicate the severity of this so-called pandemic, the deadliness and everything else like that is far less. It's more on the lines of, of in terms of fatalities and everything, what the seasonal flu would do, and we, we face And it it's not even as bad as that so far. We'll get into that in just a minute. But why are governments doing this? Uh, and well, Gary, Gary D. Barnett has a very, in my opinion, great answer to this. Here's what he says. Monetary restructuring, population control, mandatory vaccinations, digital money systems, Social scoring, which if you don't know what that is, it means basically based on your, quote, behavior, you're going to be social scored as an enemy or a a friend to the government. Right now, me and Scott are getting a pretty bad grade. Kurt's been silent, so he's going to do a little better than we are. Uh, So that's social scoring. They do it in China. Trump's working on it in the United States right now. And they say surveillance, as well as other agendas, fatal to the sacred cause of liberty. Scott? Well, you know, it's as our good friend Kurt always says, other than that, it's not so bad. There you go, Kurt. This is your. Honestly, here is, I mean, I I concur with each one of those things. And the idea, and I likened to this uh, in this interview I did last Friday, this idea of the the, uh, mandatory requirement of vaccine. And they said, for the good of the collective. And I said, there is no collective. We are individuals, we always have been. And we got individual rights from God. And what does the collective mean, too? Is is the communist Chinese part of the collective? Well, this, that's the thing. It, the collective is a communist. Uh, it's, a, it's a communist term. Well, that's my it's point. And if, and if you say the collective, how do you draw the lines at borders? Because uh, the collective knows no borders, right? It's a globalist thing, absolutely. But but here's the deal. I used in the interview. I said, well, let's take, let's say government determines that for the good of the collective, these actions must be taken medically. And I says, look what happened in communist China. They decided their population was growing too fast. Oh, my goodness. So what they did is they're going to abort every baby beyond the first one for a couple. They're going to kill a child. And they're going to especially assassinate the girls so that all the men now don't have any women so they can go to war, right? That's that's been the outcome of it, because in China, the social culture is that the sons take care of the parents later, and the parents have made those gender choices, if you will, in abortion. And so it's been a natural outgrowth of an absolutely horrific policy. But I said to them, okay, if, if you can say I've got to take, and my children have got to take, my grandchildren have got to take a, a, a vaccine for the good of the collective, where does that stop? You can't say that, oh, oh, no, it's just for this vaccine, because this is good for the collective. Well, maybe the Chinese, and for some perverse reason, diabolical reason, they decided they needed to kill uh, numerous babies every year. They, they've done that. And are we going to do that in the United States? The collective does not rule. This well, and then you start getting into organ transplants, too, and you say, because of the need of the upper class, the lower class must, quote, sacrifice themselves and we need to deliver live organs to uh, you know where do you end with this stuff when we get back kurt wanted to chime in we'll do it in seconds to leave a message press one to change your message press seven hey mom dad mark here wow 
I love college. Really? I never knew living on my own could be so uh, good for me. Uh, to change your message, press 7. So, here I am at college. It's cool. Well, of course, it's only been a week. To change your message. Hey, it's me. I was just remembering that time I hit my first home run, you know, through the garage window. Thanks for not being mad. No. To change. Hi. Boy, I miss you guys. I miss my room. I miss waking up to warm socks straight from the dryer. Warm socks? Family. Isn't it about time? Hi, it's Mark. Um, love you guys. Uh, I'll call you later. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. With Very good, ladies and gentlemen. Refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. I forgot about that part. Uh, very good, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for being here with us. Uh, you know, Scott, when you mentioned this whole uh, uh, community thing or whatever, it made me think of Hillary's uh, little phrase. Uh, it takes a village, um, you know, uh, about the whole collective thing. But uh, bottom line is, as you said, we are all individuals and uh, the right to life, liberty and property uh, is part of what we're all after I you're think. just less of an individual than the people think the lockdown's justified your opinion's irresponsible by golly see well you know what it's it's interesting to me that uh, i know and i can take the united states constitution or the utah constitution since that happens to be our home state these things are specifically and unequivocally uh supported sustained and upheld and that, let's just take this this religious thing and the right to gather you know the, this peaceful assembly you know, the, the people that came to the, the mountain valleys of Utah, you know, 150 and more years ago, uh, found a, a very arduous situation. I mean, they, had, they faced a lot of challenges. There was a lot of death by everything from starvation to disease and everything else like that. And hard work was, was uh, the, and, and you know what? They, they took that on because they wanted to. They wanted to be able to worship their God and to be able to practice their religion. They wanted to be able to serve and live together with families. And and they, when they actually got a constitution, they, they wrote those things into it. They went to great expense to build chapels and temples and, and synagogues and cathedrals and everything else like that. These people came from all over the world. And now everything is unequivocally shut down by... 
a bureaucrat's order, whether elected or unelected. That's because those and, pioneers didn't get a corona check, buddy. That, that's right. And, and by the way, the corona check, all the testing is suspect. There are so many false positives, so many false negatives. And the idea that they're going to come up with in a magic wand thing, a jab that you can take that's going to make you immune to it is absolutely absurd. The best they're ever getting, I would say, is 30 to 60 percent efficacy on the other vaccines that they've got out there. And, and they're going, and all of the downsides of it, if you read the fine print that comes in the written material with it, there's a huge number of risks. And, and so they're going to require this of everyone. It, I mean, that's the talk. They're saying you're never going to shake hands again. And also, there are, there are religious ceremonies that will never occur again, if in fact that's the case. And, and I'm here to tell you, I mean, this, Contact with other individuals is very much involved in religious ceremonies. You know, you talk about baptism or confirmation or any of these communions or anything that happens in a religious setting. I don't care what religion you are, but they have shut these things down based upon a fear. Now, again, this 1953 law that was passed back in Utah that gave the, the health department all these draconian powers was passed in fear. When the French Revolution became so fearful because of the debauchery that was going on, the people were crying out, please save us from ourselves. And there was this guy named Napoleon standing in the wings, and he says, I can do it, but you've got to give me all power. I will be your emperor. They said, please, please take it. Save us from ourselves. Napoleon spent the next couple of decades tromping around Europe, Mass murders everywhere, war and death and destruction and pestilence and everything else. A whole generation of French young men were killed. France has never recovered from the French Revolution, even to this day. Not so bad, huh, Scott? Say again? Not so bad? Well, again, I'm waiting for Kurt to say that, but here's the deal. We have done this, and, and we have cheered. There are people that are, that are stringing you up, uh, figuratively, that are saying, Oh, my goodness, we got to be safe, <laughs> But the uh, let's look, for example, on the, the uh, you look at these aircraft carriers, the, the uh, Theodore Roosevelt. They you know they're little isolated communities, five thousand or so people on them. They do all the coronavirus testing, and and I read a study that happened recently. It was a report of what happened when they looked at the uh, carrier. They found a very high percentage of the carrier were carriers, if you will, of the coronavirus. And they found that at least 60% of those that, that tested uh, positive were asymptomatic. They had zero. They didn't have a cough. They didn't have and a that's, pain. by the way, what Rand Paul said. He had no symptom whatsoever, and now new reports are coming out. Headline says reports suggest many have had coronavirus with flat-out no symptoms at all. And therefore, there's no way you can quarantine people or anything. The social distancing, none of that will do any good. And on top of that, we're all developing herd immunity, if you will, naturally. No, you got to wait for the vaccines to do that so we can charge a gazillion dollars for vaccines to achieve herd immunity, don't you know? Look, I tell you, I remember the, the 1976 vaccine pandemic that the president of the United States ordered everybody to go down, stand in line, and get jabbed. Now, i got to tell you, that's the last time I have ever done that. My wife and I went down. We stood in line. And as she cried as we left, because this thing was wrong, I said, never again, never again. And by the way, that vaccine killed more people 
than the disease it was supposed to be uh, inoculating us against. That well, that's that. that's often the case. In fact, the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Fund has spent billions of dollars to create secret courts and to hand out money when people have been, uh, well, not very safe and certainly, um, you know, it wasn't effective, uh, where death and destruction and, and harm uh, has been just through the stratosphere. They do all that to keep it off the radar and to protect the vaccine jab manufacturers. Uh, there's nothing like it in history when it comes to government protection and secrecy. Nobody knows about this fund unless you study it. But, Sam, you just don't go apply for the relief, a billion dollars for your kid being damaged. You have to go sue the national government at great expense. Well, you have to first try to sue the vaccine makers like you would think you would do in normal society. And then, of course, then the government steps in and says, oh, no, you don't. They're off the hook. And now you're going to come into our secret court and discuss it with us. That's correct. And and the billions of dollars have been paid out have been paid by taxpayers and the national government. This happened back in Reagan's day, by the way. Reagan was the president when this was passed, where it said, no, 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 we're going to take the responsibility for vaccine safety uh, on the federal government. There isn't all of the testing done for safety. It's just to pay off those that are damaged by it. This is all facts. People, do your research. These things you say, oh, they're safe and effective. The concept of vaccines is a valid concept, you know, and, and that's how we get the natural herd immunity. We, we have a little dose of this, and it happens naturally, but the idea that's been carried out and, and what's been put into those vaccines and the outcome of so many of them is, has been something that has been swept under the rug. And I know it, but this conversation is too rough, too depressing. Here's what we got to do. We got to talk about a message in a bottle, Kurt. Okay, let's do it. Message in a bottle. Uh, yeah, Kurt sent me this story. Headline says this. I briefed you on it about a half hour ago, so you can cue that dude up. German <laughs> family gets reply to message in a bottle from New Zealand, buddy. Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I just can't remember the story, you know. Sam. All right. Well, I'll delete that headline then. Sorry. 228, right. about, I guess, about it the looks next like one? it was. Yeah. Go New ahead. New Hampshire uh, company donates a wheelchair to a disabled puppy. Well, that was kind of a cool yeah, story. Yeah, I'm thinking I mean, puppies need wheelchairs. Uh, well, I mean, at least it wasn't a government wheelchair. It was a. How do you know? You know. Well, I mean, it sounded like it was a family that did it, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, well. All right. So message in bottles. And the message in the bottle says, hey, whether it's the coronavirus or the latest manufactured crisis, don't sell your liberty for a mess of potted, Scott. Isn't that what it said in the bottle, Kurt? Oh, yeah. Amen to that, I'm sure. You know, it's interesting to me. Let's just, I mean, it's hard to leave this with so many different strings to pull on. But, you know, first of all, you need to understand that people need to be smart, wise, and everything like that. Government does could have a role to play if they were honest in their things. Bring truth to the people and let us act upon it in our own wisdom. The idea of, of uh, just... You know, spinning this out of control. The major media has been feeding the frenzy and everything else like that. But it's interesting to me, there's an encouragement. And in fact, in some areas, including some of our major metropolitan areas in, in Utah, and certainly in New York and so on, they're, they're suggesting that neighbors wrap their, uh, their neighbors out for not, uh, social distancing. I think that, that there's some real dangerous things there. 
that um, that are violating the you know the Sixth Amendment, for example, the ability to be confronted by witnesses against them, and sometimes people get really tense about people that are encroaching on their liberty. Amen. And back in the revo- revolutionary period, where some of these people that were standing in the way of liberty were made to feel unwelcome in their community. Yeah, it's like Operation Divide and Conquer, as you rat on your neighbor, one eight hundred tell on your neighbor. But I got good news though, so you guys should all applaud the good news. You ready? Okay, okay. This is Kurt's story as well. Headline says this. Chinese city orders cats and dogs off the menu after the coronavirus outbreak. So Fido's safe, Scott. Okay, well, listen, be wise, be safe, but don't give away your liberty for a mess of pottage. I mean, hold on, folks. I guess this one doesn't have any music, right? I mean, any words on it, Sam? Just That's the music. right. Yeah. Um, very good. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, Scott said... I took the words mess out because it would mess you up, so I took them out. Yeah. Very good. The Scott said, mess of pottage just right after you said they took uh, dogs and cats off the menu. I just yeah, thought it was point. kind of an interesting, uh, you know, That's combination the of the words, words there. Yeah, very yeah, good, you Scott. Go. By the way, which is more humane, to eat the dogs and cats, or is it more humane like this? Ready? Another headline from Kurt. Georgia lineman rescues puppies left in dumpster. And so, you know, putting the puppies in the dumpster, is that better than eating them or what? You know? Just kind of wondered about that. Scott? What do you think? I, I'm just astounded that some of the dietary habits of some people around the world, I mean, it just seems so bizarre to me. And, and some people eat monkey brains while the monkeys are still alive. I mean, holy cow, where are we going? I mean, people are just strange and bizarre. But I I, I think we've got to have a higher standard on a lot of things. <laughs> and, and, and I just can't even comprehend the idea that some people – seem to think some things are delicacies that, my my opinion, are way down the scale of what you'd be forced to eat someday. I hear that. Well, this is a sad tale. Appeals court rules against PragerU and Google censorship case. So they censored Dennis Prager in his videos. He sued, and, of course, he lost. Kurt? Well, uh, the uh, at least the part of the good news there is that there is a PragerU as well as others, but it shows you how Google, um, well, they're not really your pal, in my opinion, uh, you know, when they do this whole censoring thing. It's amazing to me, the uh, left, if you will, or the uh, insiders, the kingmen, they used to always complain if uh, any of us wanted to, uh, Oh, say a book with bad pictures or a book with bad words off the shelf because they'd say that's censorship. And now, well, they're censoring uh, people like Dennis Prager and so many others, aren't they? Yeah, the good news is there's still a Prager U, Scott. I hope there continues to be a Prager U after this, by the way. Well, I do. This idea that uh, wisdom and knowledge and understanding should not have a vetting process that... um, Generally speaking, in America, it's done through a government agency, and we call the public education system, you know, to that great, high, and noble uh, calling. But the fact of the matter is that they preach a false religion, 
a godless religion, and um, they preach it as the exclusion of any divinity or anything like that, and, and hostility. Host, they're hostile to Christianity and the basis of, of what made this nation great. Uh, you know, the founding principles and everything else like that, but Marx and Dewey and and uh, guys that um, that have stood at the head of the humanist religion and the uh, Freudian nonsense and everything else, they're given preeminence. You know, the the Darwins and all those guys. I, I just, uh, I'm sick to death of uh, government uh, teaching us only what they want us to have. And I guess that's one of the reasons I, I, I you know, Prager should be allowed to go forward and succeed, and hopefully more people will check it out. Amen. And I think they do wonderful videos, and I pray they can succeed. I agree with Kurt. It's good news they exist. It's bad news they lost their court case. I don't know if we ought to bring up that bad news. Maybe we ought to just talk about how they're doing great. But I am sad they lost their court case, and I think it means we, the people, need to double down and support them more than ever before to make sure that they remain uh, existent, would be my take. All right, not eating enough fruit and vegetables. Now, this is an important story, ladies and gentlemen. We've talked about in the coronavirus. I've mentioned that fresh air, plenty of sunlight, plenty of good rest and sleep, less bad foods for you, and a lot of good foods for, good foods for you, and exercise is key. And now, Kurt, you got another headline to double down and make that point. Well, that's right. The headline reads, not eating enough fruit and vegetables linked with increased risk of anxiety disorders. It's uh, interesting. It comes right after we talk about, uh, let's see, what was that? Monkey brains? Eating that cats, cats and dogs and monkey and brains. And and else, yeah. uh, but anyway, we recommend the uh, fruit and vegetables and, uh, you know, the good things of the earth uh, to uh, increase your Longevity and uh, is that a good news story? A bad like news story, right? Disorders. It says not eating enough fruits and vegetables could increase anxiety, and linked with increased anxiety disorders. And maybe if you know, I don't know. That's pretty negative. Maybe it ought to say something like eating fruits and vegetables helps people be healthy. That's how we do it. Yeah, good point. What do you say, Scott? You on board with this? Well, you know, I I've been. Uh, to anybody that's interested, you know, I'm not a physician by any means, but I, I think my grandma had a lot of good wisdom and everything. And, and uh, you know, she was born back in the 1800s before we had all these professionals to tell us everything we needed to know. And and uh, I've been I've been distributing 10 simple rules to help maintain your health that perhaps your grandmother might have given to you when you were a child. And I, I, I don't see anything on here about not only taking the jab, but I do see a lot on good food and and uh, simple, good, wholesome, nourishing food. Drink plenty of water. You know, I mean, uh, th- that's just one point of it. You know, I mean, th- this idea. Uh, there's a lot of good things we should do. And by the way, uh, number ten, and I put it on number ten. I'll reiterate this again. I put it number ten, so it'll be the last thing on your mind as you quit reading it. Draw nearer to God and keep His commandments. I, I think there's so much to be said with good common sense ways of staying healthy. And um, I think today we have abandoned most of those and have looked to the to the wisdom of the wise and the understanding of the prudent that will fail in our day, if you believe the scriptures anyway, you know. And, uh, and so I, yeah, the idea of eating good food, nutritional food, taking common sense approaches, you'll be healthier. I just believe that. 
All right, another little update on this Prager case, too. Sorry, I didn't have the stories organized as well as I needed to. These stories go back to back. And anyway, I had the fruit story in the middle of them, and I didn't see it in time to... Anyway, Facebook, YouTube, and other big tech companies, quote, are not bound to abide by the First Amendment of the United States and the Constitution, the court ruled. Now, they say conservatives are melting down about this all over the place, but... Scott, I don't have a problem uh, with Facebook and YouTube and, and some of these companies uh, not uh, abiding by the First Amendment because, you know what, we got to debate the private sector versus the First Amendment versus private property. And if YouTube and Facebook and these people have built these private companies and they're running on private servers, they have the right to say and think what they want. I disagree with them and their take. But the funny thing is the conservatives have let all the liberals build everything, build everything with government handouts and special privilege money. But at the end of the day, if these are private companies, they can do what they want. You don't like it? Build your own mousetrap, buddy. And it's interesting to me how the conservatives want to double down and really become the socialist, quote, moral high ground folks, in a sense. Yeah, we've got to be very careful uh, that we keep our alignment straight on this whole thing about God-given rights and so on. But let me just, I'll, I'll draw an analogy. I, I always like to say, well, here's an example, and then we can apply it where we want. In recent times, we have uh, this term of hoarding. Hoarding! Oh, my goodness, they're hoarding! has become an outcry. And, and literally, over the years, some of us have been admonished by religious leaders and wise people everywhere to prepare for what might happen, ultimately. If you have an earthquake, if you have a a breakdown in the uh, transportation systems, uh, if you, if the monetary system collapses or whatever. It's nice to have something in your back pocket that you can rely on. That was never hoarding. That was preparation. But in today's world, what we have, first of all, people weren't prepared, and they ran out and bought a whole bunch of toilet paper for whatever good that was. But the fact of the matter is, they're now trying to make criminals out of these people that are trying to buy stuff. Now, I think there's a fine line that once you pass, let's say I over the years have tried to, you know, buy enough uh, foodstuffs to be able to sustain us through a period of time if there were ever any of these exigencies that happened. But let's suppose somebody goes out and buys a warehouse full of toilet paper, and their intention is, is when everybody's struggling for toilet paper, they bring it out at $50 a sheet. I mean, I'm making this up as I go. But the fact of the matter is that that's where people say, oh, what they've done is they've they've taken advantage of a created problem. They've they've, they've hoarded in the first problem, place, right? Uh, they've they've exacerbated the problem, and now they're trying to have a monopoly that is now destroying, you know, the free flow of market. And and this is a, a free market society we're in. So this idea of everybody be, that went out and bought you know ten rolls of toilet paper as a hoarder is is foolishness. And, and, and this idea that you've got to now force a private company to allow you to, to list your stuff on there is foolishness, too. We each have got to recognize that we're responsible for within our own self, and let's not go out and hurt each other. This stuff that Christ said about do unto others, it really applies everywhere. So let's be clear about this Facebook and YouTube. I don't have any problem with them denying access to their systems uh, to conservatives. They can shut down or kick off whoever they want to. The problem is we've all funded them into massive, literally uh, almost monopolistic situations by government money. And then we complain when it goes all wrong. 
And then the conservatives are the ones that are complaining? I don't get it. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Liberty is not free. Its costs are innumerable. Without monetary funding, the valiant efforts of freedom-loving Americans become diminished or outright defeated. We present a solution, the Give Me Liberty Fund. The plan is quite simple. Invite individual Americans to contribute less than a dollar a day. These monetary funds are used to promote liberty-minded media, organizations, events, candidates, movements, and speakers. In the spirit of transparency, all expenditures are published. Patriotic business owners provide discounted products and services to Give Me Liberty Fund members. Our greatest strength is in numbers. Go to GiveMeLibertyFund.com and become part of the solution today. GiveMeLibertyFund.com. Participate in the peaceful restoration of the greatest and freest country in the world. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we appreciate you being here. And uh, Dr. Scott Bradley uh, is uh, accompanying us each Monday morning, uh, you know, the second hour. And so uh, he's here as well. Man, I'll tell you, there's so many things to talk about. Which one was it that we were up to, Sam? Remind me, please. <laughs> we were talking about your Facebook story, Kurt. Very good. Dennis Prager. Uh, and I was saying, you know, the conservatives, for some reason, want government socialism. First off, they want to let allow the Facebook funding and the YouTube funding by government. And they ignore it and they fund it and they vote for it and they do all these things. And then when it goes off the rails and they shut down conservative viewpoints, then they want to basically sue and act like these private companies that got government funding have to, by law, somehow let them have, you know, a ticket to the entrance gate, if you will. And and I'm saying all that's wrong. It's kind of like right now the, so, the, the Republicans are mad at the Democrats for shutting down more government handouts. And the Republicans are like, hey, man, the moral high ground is to hand out money and you bad Democrats won't fund more. And it's kind of interesting whose side, who's what's on. I don't, I'm confused there, Kurt. It is a little difficult when, uh, especially when both sides are doing the wrong stuff. I guess uh, you know. That's but, the point. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, choice C. Is Any final uh, comment on that one, Scott? Well, that's the thing. As I, I really believe that the uh, uh, tragedy and hope book that talked about the uh, bringing the two parties together in all essential means and everything like that has truly been carried out in the United States. Uh, 
You know, the idea that we're all socialists now is promoted by both parties. Both major parties are down that path, and you can throw the bums out and keep on the same path. You know, the deep state really is uh, driving everything, and, and uh, you know, they've embedded their people everywhere they can. It's it's just astounding to me, this, this idea of left and right. It should be right and wrong, and we've got to figure out the right part of it. It goes back to the founding principles of this nation. And, and we've got to renew that in our hearts. Is life so dear, peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? I mean, Patrick Henry really said that. And you know what? We are purchasing chains and slavery so that we can have this this uh, swaddled uh, in a uh, security blanket and safety net kind of thing. But they're really chains and slavery, and, and, and Americans are clamoring for that. And and we as a people need to start recognizing the foundation that was established is the basis of our liberty. It goes back to God as our originator of our rights. It's the purpose of the government to secure those rights. And we've got to stop looking for all these false uh, solutions. I'm a little surprised that at this point you haven't mentioned that yesterday marked the 245th anniversary of Lexington and Concord. And, and these were just regular, common, everyday people that said, no, no, we're not going to put up with this. We're going to stand up and be free men. As, now, they consider themselves free men because the English Constitution allowed that, such as it was in those days. And the monarch, the bureaucrat, whatever you want to call it, whether it was a, a royalty uh, himself, or was an officer of the king, uh, was was standing in the way of free men. And 245 years ago, when you know, consider yourself a, a, a Paul Revere, Sam and Kurt, if you will, that has been spending years trying to you know educate the people and and help them understand principle. And and in, in essence, you're electronically riding through the towns right now, telling people, hey. The, this is this is the imposition that's being imposed upon us that destroys our liberty. And uh, 245 years ago, they stood in Lexington. I've stood those places on ground that was hallowed. By Sacred the ground. There's no doubt about it. I've been there, and it's reverencing, and it's humbling, to say the least. The problem is I got too distracted by the ducks. The ducks. Yeah, man. Now, I just want to know, so you guys understand, do you think the Chinese ducks speak a different quack than the American ducks, Kurt? Well, the headline goes, Army of 100,000 Chinese ducks on standby to combat locust swarms. I, You know, I, what I'm trying to figure out is uh, do, they, do they, like you say, speak differently or do they... Do they quack the same as our ducks? Well, what I'm trying to figure out is how I balance this Lexington and Concord discussion and duck story and how I bring them both together in a meaningful way. And, you know, that's kind of my dilemma. They're both armies, you know. What I mean? you got to bridge the gap. Is that what it is, Sam? I guess I do. Anyway, what what on earth are you talking about with this, Kurt? Well, you remember how they've been talking about uh, these um, grasshoppers taking over, you know, big areas Dude, of listen places. To me. That uh, was in and Utah, so, and that was like over a hundred years ago. And they no, prayed hard they've got the some coming. African ones. They got some African ones now. They're where well, I got the solution. So, Hold on, a hundred yes. plus, hundred fifty years ago plus, the Utah folks, the the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, had this very problem. They had locusts everywhere and stuff like that. And they had a plan, and they prayed, and they saw. Solved it, Kurt. I know. 
I know, but this is a Chinese solution, and the communist Chinese can't point to God saying Why not? they've got to point to uh, ducks, and at least they're ducks instead of chemicals. I mean, well, we use birds, didn't we a, use seagulls? Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, why don't we just fly in the seagulls, man, through prayer? Amen to Then we could eat the ducks, that Peking duck. What do you think, Scott? Well, uh, you know, without (laughs) between you and and, uh, you you guys, I mean, I know you're good friends, but I really do believe that the solution, uh, more often than not, includes making certain we're right with God. And so, whatever you guys are going to argue about, I'm going to say we need to we need to kind of take that as a, a core value of ours, and uh, and become you know truly aligned with with His will, and that's what the founding fathers tried to do. Yeah, and that's why we're taking a modern duck story where the Chinese want to deal with with man-made solutions or whatever. And I'm basically okay. saying we've had this example almost 200 years ago, and the answer was to turn to God then, and that's the answer now. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, Amen. Uh, it's a good approach. And see, Kurt didn't really bring up the story to talk about whether the ducks speak the same language in America or China. That wasn't really the point. That was kind of a joke. The real point was that the answer has already been dealt with hundreds of years ago, and we can look back for solutions as we go forward today. And the reason Sam brings up a joke is laughter is the best medicine, and everybody's needing lots of good medicine these days, you know? Dr. Scott. By the way, the, the solution was 172 years ago this spring. All right. I basically said 150 plus, video. you know. Yeah. Yeah. 172 years ago when the crickets were decimating the the, the crop that was growing and they, they came in in just hordes and swarms and after fighting them for an extended period of time and extensive, I mean, they were losing the battle and uh, that. And the answer then and the answer now when this happens uh, around the world, when you get plagues and things like that, whether it be the coronavirus or whether it's uh, locusts or whatever, the answer, folks, is to turn to God and pray hard and live right. And you know what? He will grant relief. He's promised us he will. If we do our part, he keeps his covenants. It's up to us to learn to keep ours. And that's one of the greatest things this life is all about. The Boeing Company is in the news, Kurt. The Boeing Company, Boeing, Boeing, Boeing. Anyway, uh, the headline reads, trying to find I guess the Boeing Company funds Al Sharpton event. Oh, there it is. Executives refuse to comment when it's brought up to them. Why are they funding Al Sharpton? Well, you know why they fund Al Sharpton, Sam, is uh, Al and, uh, you know, the the Reverend Jesse Jackson, what they do is they go to these big companies and they tell them, look, you guys don't have enough black guys working here, and so we're going to, you know, um, boycott you or whatever. And and all of a sudden, the company funds their events. Yeah, Thomas Massey got slaughtered for voting against the big massive socialism on both sides of the aisle and got literally slaughtered by President Trump and just about everybody for it. But I've been defending Thomas Massey like no other over this. Thomas Massey's in the news speaking to him, Kurt. Well, he says if voter ID is a tax on voting rights, firearm licensing is a tax on Second Amendment rights. What do you say, Dr. Scott? Well, you know, uh, I, I uh, oftentimes I try to point out analogous situations that uh, you can say, well, if this, then that, you know, and, and you draw, you know, like this thing we did earlier about the abortions because of the collective good in China. And where does that stop? And how does that fit in with this forced vaccination thing? And you know what? I think it's a good analogy. 
I really do. I think that sometimes people need to say, whoa, wait, wait, if, if that's the case. And the problem is, is that the people that are promoting something on one side absolutely are diametrically opposed to it on the other. When you can say, well, there's a great deal of similarity on this. Perhaps we ought to examine it from that same lens. And they go, oh, no, 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 King's X, time out. No, 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 let's change the subject. <laughs> it's just astounding. It is bizarre. But, you know, there's a few people standing up, though. Ron Paul's been standing up against a lot of this. So has Rand Paul. So has Thomas Massey. So are we. So you got to take courage. You know, in the Bible, they prayed and said, but if I can get a few that'll stand for Christ, will you protect us? And it was really hard to get a few back then. We've got a few now. So there is a lot of hope, Scott. No doubt we're in trouble. But the few, if we're faithful to to the Lord our God, he will. Uh, he he will hear us as we hear him, if you will. You know, back in the '60s, I uh, I left home and I traveled the country. I went from Florida to Alaska, from the great eastern cities, New York and Washington D.C., to the Golden Gate Bridge, and and in the Midwest, the Deep South, all across this country, the Rocky Mountains. I fell in love with this country, not just the the vistas and the countryside and everything like that. I fell in love with the people, and I fell in love with the principles that made this a unique nation. And what I found is that very often we uh, listen to the voices of the East Bank and the Left Bank. You know the uh, you know these these coastal regions that the putrid socialistic viewpoints are there. In America, we have a hardcore group of people that are good, solid, salt of the earth kind of people. A lot of times they've been they've been polluted by false doctrines from the media, from their education system, you know, the public education system, the universities, and so on. But the hearts of the people that's what I fell in love with, and, and their desire to do the right thing. I, I could tell you stories all day long of. People I've had, had meals in their homes that I, I've never seen before nor since, and, and, and the wonderful experiences I've had with people. And, and that's America. And America needs to recognize that the blather that's being promoted by the lame-brain media, I don't even call them mainstream anymore, they're lame-brain media, and by so many of our political uh, hacks that are out there, is destroying this nation, and we need to go back to that. And education is the key of it. Uh, that's what Jefferson said. Education is the key to constitutional violations. And if we can get the correct principles out there, and these good Americans can again understand this, maybe someday we'll elect good people. Maybe the good people we elect will get rid of some of this nonsense that's being promoted as what America ought to be doing today. I mean, redistributing wealth is a Republican and a Democrat process now, and that's the basis of socialism. Communism is socialism in a virulent form. We're doing it by legislation. And it's the Republicans and Democrats all responsible. The swamp is alive and well, sad to say. Kurt, final words yours. God bless America and God bless the world. Let's make America and the world great again. Yeah. All right, there you have it. Thank you, Scott. Godspeed, brother. Thank you all. Glad to visit with everybody out there. Keep the faith, people. This land can survive with the correct focus. Uh, Yes, it can. We believe in that strongly. We believe this nation shall endure until the Savior Jesus Christ comes. We believe this country was set up for that very purpose, to prepare people to receive their Lord. So that's the good news. I know it seems all negative, and a lot of it is, folks. 
We got to fight for liberty. We got to stand in the gap. We got to take this to the God family country realm for solutions every time. This nation shall endure. God save the republic.